Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Hey, good morning. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. <clears throat> Got something going on in my throat this morning. It's a chilly morning. Had frost on the windshield. It's supposed to warm up to 51. So here we are in that quiet week between Christmas and New Year's. And it is quiet. Not a lot going on around town. Not a lot of traffic. Hope you and yours are all doing well, doing something. Uh, not locked in the house with the children going crazy. <laughs> Dude, dude number two, Clayton Harris, may be able to speak to that right issue. Right. right on cue, Del. Uh, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. It's uh, children this time of the year at home. They're restless or they're they're going nuts over presents they just got. And they're either breaking them or wearing them out one. And you got kids staying up till two or three in the morning playing video games that you told to go to bed hours earlier so yeah that's that's house is a mess yeah it's just i'll I'll give tiffany credit though every everything christmas is down except the tree she's leaving the tree up through new year's but everything else is put up and put away so got it done yeah yeah so all right Regular special guest dude uh, standing in for Mr. York maybe this week is uh, Seth Howard. How you, Seth Campbell, how you doing? Man? Hey, I'm doing good, yeah, Dale. Good man. morning, everybody. I'm happy to be here. Happy to, I guess, fill in for Mr. York while he's on vacation down in the in the bayou and to try to try to fill those big shoes. And speaking of the Howard family, we have with us Gabe Howard, who's <laughs> Murray County Commissioner. Uh, and uh, by all accounts, he's the guru of the impact fee issue. Ooh, that's a, uh, <laughs> I don't know that anyone's a guru of the impact fees, but uh, good morning, everyone. Happy to be here. I know it's been a little while since I've been here. Just a lot going on. Uh, opening a uh, restaurant concept here in Columbia called Prime and Pint. Uh, craft but- butchery meets restaurant and, uh, you know, elevated uh, cocktails. So that's kept me busy. The Murray County Commission... Uh, luckily december was a little quiet no meetings um so but just yeah a lot going on personally and professionally and um glad to be here with y'all all right glad to have you uh i i understood you want to talk about impact fees but we don't have to do that if you don't want to no, I, I definitely, um, you know, I listened to uh, I listened to Mr. Varalis last week, and um, you know, I just I first want to start and say, it, it, with all due respect, I, I I think George is an amazing person. I, I love his family. Um, you know, through our yeah. te- technology business, uh, you know, we worked with George years ago, and um, just great great family nothing but you know high praises uh, in that regard i just think that uh as i listened to it I, I really heard really the case for impact fees um you know he talked about i think he pulled a building permit and it was fifteen and a half thousand dollars um but that was to the city of columbia and so you know the city of columbia has that ability they're already charging those fees um you know, they've got a $4,500 water impact fee 
Um, that actually is getting you know funneled to CPWS. Um, is that the tap fee? That is the that is the. That's a great question. I don't know the answer because to that, Clayton. I, I thought I remember George saying the tap fee was over $6,000 now. I, I don't know if if the tap fee is on top of the impact fee. Um, that's a great, great question, and I'm going to follow up on that. Yeah, because the reason why I bring it up is because I remember George. Um, Line item. It, well, he was saying that it was $1,500, and yeah. then all of a sudden the price went up to over 6000 You know, and that may be the tap fee. I know that. Uh, Murray County Water System has also experienced an increase on not only the the raw good itself, but um, the ability to get out there and you know get a tap installed. Um, so anyway, I, I just I really wanted to kind of come here and give a different side of the story. Um, you know, I think that at the end of the day, when we really look at this, um, we're just asking for the same ability. We're asking for the same ability that the City of Columbia already has today to charge impact fees and and so they've got you know they've got a couple um what i'm not for is the people that have lived here their whole lives that um have paid into murray county having to continue to fund the growth that's coming here the new additional schools uh the the impact and wear and tear on our roads i think at the end of the day we've just got to figure out how we do it in a way he he talked about how property taxes have always you know paid for those things and he's right the difference is when you get exponential <coughs> growth you've got tons of people coming here and you can't keep up you can't catch up and so you go back and you look at Murray County's you know budget history um the debt that we've stacked on over the last 10 years, it's school debt. And so you look at, you know, our overall debt, um, you know, over $300 million, uh, 90% of that is school debt. Yeah, it makes sense. And, I mean, that's, and, and, and that's so, what the county has to spend the big bucks on. And, and so I, I think <clears throat> we just have to we've got to we've got to really sit back and we've got to look at this and say, okay, number one, I truly don't understand why realtors and builders are are some of the two groups that are fighting against this. Um, you know, the the affordability and the attainability conversation. Um, it's really just a, a head turning point. Um, it's to really kind of get you to pump the brakes and well, wait a second. Here's here's what I would say. When you look at let's just I know the average home price in Murray County is actually four hundred forty, but simple numbers. Let's call it four hundred thousand dollars. When you talk about four hundred thousand dollars, that gets you about a two thousand square foot home. And if we were able to get the maximum impact fee that we would hope for, it's only $6,000. It's only $6,000. If if, if you can't, if there is not a way for you to also afford that additional $6,000, you didn't qualify in the in the first place for the four hundred. It's not a you know they're making this out to be a conversation of um, it completely changes the affordability of a home. Well, here's what I would say to the realtors that are fighting this, um, and, and I will say most of the realtors that have reached out to me they support it here in our own community. Um, 
Nobody. And the argument can definitely be made that uh, without, you know, without the schools and the infrastructure, that the value of what they're trying to sell uh, may go down. Well, and, and you know, I want to hit on something else that Mr. York kept kept hitting on, and and I've heard it for months now. He talks about wages and he talks about jobs. I mean, I constantly hear from Murray Alliance um, about a new company that's coming here, and they're good jobs. They're good, good salaries. Um, and so I, I think that Murray County is changing in that way. Um, you know, and also industry, we're also diversifying the industry here. You, you don't, you're not so automotive heavy. Um, you've got different uh, textile industries that are coming in, you know, to Mount Pleasant and Murray County. And so, anyway, I, I just think uh, I, I really want to kind of talk about it. I, I planted a seed online. Um, really I saw that. I saw that. Because yeah. I wanted to preemptively hear from the community. And I think that really everyone that I heard from, except for one person, is fully in support of it. Um, I heard from developers. I had personal messages from developers. They wouldn't publicly, you know, put their opinion out there, but they privately sent me messages um, and just said, hey, we support it. Do everything you can to try to um, not go all in. You know, don't go to the $5, you know, per square foot, because they also have to figure out how to how to either in the short term absorb it, you know, um, but ultimately, also, it gets passed on to the consumer. Um, there's no, there's no uh, myth or mystery regarding that. It gets passed on to the consumer, and so uh, I just wanted to, I guess, kind of strike that conversation and, and uh, you know, give a different side of the the perspective of really what we're going after and what we're trying to do. Um, in 2006, uh, the state legislature. Um, created what's called the uh, County Powers Relief Act. And basically, it allowed counties uh, to go from $0.50 cents a square foot to $1 a square foot on their adequate facilities. It did a lot that, of bad... That, that is a form of an impact fee. It's called the Adequate, adequate Facilities Tax. That is correct. And Murray County and other counties can presently impose that. And, and we do. Yeah. It's currently $0.50. Cents. It's been... 50 cents since 1996 the best that i can i can uh tell and so i think i want to you know also just paint this picture of what do you think a load of asphalt cost in 1996 well, i don't know a lot i don't know the answer yeah, a lot different than today a lot like, different yeah, than today yeah. you know Cement for sure all, yeah. all of the above um you know they we looked at one study of what it cost to build a school even just 10 years ago was, oh, yeah. you know, um, less than $30 million. And today, that exact same school is two times that money. And, and, and I think we could even argue it's even three times. Um, and so I, I think if you just look at it from the real simplistic approach of we've got an unfair field that we're playing in and – it's it's coming down to the taxpayers are going to have to absorb the difference of what that looks like if the state legislature will not give us that tool in our toolbox, and so some, uh, a form of an impact fee of some type. Yeah. Otherwise, well, otherwise the property well, tax uh, payers are the ones who have to pay. And the, the home builder uh, lobbyists uh, really they've kind of outlawed the whole term impact fee. 
Um, so we're still using the term because people resonate with what it is. Um, but really what we're talking about is a uh, an adjustment to what the adequate facilities looks like. The, adequ- um, the, the adequate facilities tax. That is correct. The and right. so, that is correct. And so one of our hopes is also to be able to keep our current adequate facilities um, which allows us to do a lot of other things. It allows us, uh, you know, to to fund, uh, you know, road projects. It allows us to fund, you know, basically buildings in Murray County. If we adopted the 2006 County Powers Relief Act, that goes away. And it all has to go to uh, education impact, um, education capital projects. Um, and so I think that's also... That's that's a real challenge for us when we're looking at all of the other now, needs now that we run, have in our community. Run that by me one more time, Gabe. What? So for us currently to adopt the 2006 County Powers Relief Act, we would have to give up our current adequate facilities, that 50 cents a square foot. 50 cents that what? Does, it's not real restricted in what we can use it for. Essentially, if it's a building project in Murray County, we can use that adequate facilities. And the alternative is? The alternative is it would really restrict us on what we're able to use it for. But we would be allowed to increase the rate. We would be able to increase the rate to $1. $1. And that can be done without – that can be done under existing law without that, without that legislation. Be. That could be. And so whenever uh, – and there's, again, lots of different pieces to unpeel here. Um it also takes away, you know, some of the the adequate facilities for some of the outbuildings and some of these other things that uh, today, when they ran the numbers last year, there was only a six hundred thousand dollar difference. Or, I'm sorry, two years ago, and so th- that the current that current commission at that time chose to um, basically, hey, let's stick this out. Let's let's. Uh, try to get this bill passed at the state legislature and uh you know that's the path we've been on now and we're we're going into our second year of fighting this and so sounds like you don't have much hope for the state legislature um we'll uh (laughs) yeah we'll 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 talk about that when we come back (laughs) yeah 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 all right let's do it This is George Rawls with The Way Realty. Please allow me to share a little bit about us. We measure our success by the quality of service you receive. We provide many ways to help you get the most when selling your house, like home staging, landscaping, repairs, professional pictures, and aggressive marketing. Our listings are posted on the MLS, Realtracks.com, Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. Your house will most likely be your biggest investment for your family and for your future retirement. Let us help you fulfill the American dream by buying, building, or selling your next home. And most importantly, let this new year be a great year by putting Jesus first in your life. Jesus Christ changes lives. I know because he changed mine. (laughs) 
Buicks of today are among the most dependable and luxurious vehicles in America, and Parks Motor Sales has them all. Find excellent deals on the Buick LaCrosse, Cascada, and Regal. Parks has SUVs, the Encore, Enclave, and Envision. Their exceptional staff can help you find your best fit with financing for your budget. For a vehicle that has everything, experience the new Buick. For a dealer that has everything, experience Parks Motor Sales. Visit 919 Nashville Highway or Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Attention, Middle Tennessee. Ready to unlock the secret to faster, easier weight loss? Introducing the revolutionary weight loss injection that's changing lives. Now at the Dr. Gill Center. Shedding those extra pounds has never been simpler. It's quick, it's effective, and it's here to help you. Imagine stepping into a slimmer, healthier you. Our experienced team is here to guide you every step of the way, ensuring you achieve your weight loss goal. The Dr. Gill Center is looking for 10 people who have more than 15 pounds to lose in the next 30 days. Call 615-882-4838 today and start your journey to a new you. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. walk away. I don't know how we walk away from this mess this country's in. Maybe we'll figure it out on three dudes at some point. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. What's up, man? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude. We're so delighted to have him while school's on a break. Uh, he teaches at Mount Pleasant High School. Uh, he's He joins the Democratic uh, camp along with Mr. York. And Mr. York is somewhere... Dude number one, Mr. York, is, as far as we know, in Louisiana with his family. We hope he's having a great time and can't wait to hear about all the great food he always talks about every time he goes to visit his family in Louisiana. But Seth Campbell is here with us, and we are delighted. Hello, Seth. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Good to spend the morning with y'all. Glad to have you. And Gabe Howard, is Murray County Commissioner here, uh, has come in, been talking to us about the possibility of an impact fee uh, for Murray County. And, of course, the impact fee is uh, right now all we have are property taxes. Uh, the Murray County Murray County must support the schools, and we are in need of uh, new schools. We're talking about new buildings that cost a lot of money, and Murray County has no place to go to get that money other than existing property tax owners, holders. And, and that's a question I'd like to ask Gabe about. You guys don't have any any thoughts of raising the or raising the uh, property tax. I, I'm I'm one uh, one guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm one vote. Um, I will tell you right now today that as we're going through, and I'm also sit on the budget committee. If we are going through the budget cycle and it will require a property tax increase, I will not vote for it. Um, I think that 
we may have to make some hard decisions in this budget season. Um, I believe that the taxpayers were hit very hard two years ago, and I believe that um, I just I won't support a property tax increase. Um, I understand everything around us is costing more money. Um, we'll, we'll sharpen the pencil, and and I'll speak for myself. I'll do whatever I can to make sure that there is not a property tax increase. Um, you know, that being said, I'm one vote. Um, I do feel like, um, and I don't want to speak for the other county commissioners, that has been a sentiment that I've heard across the board. And so I know that everybody, I believe, heart will be in that same place of not wanting a property tax increase. And so, um, you know, that's that's where I stand today. And um, I, I don't I don't think that there's anything that could change that. Yeah, and there we go, folks. That's that's the rub, uh, and there's no place else to go presently for those schools other than uh, the property existing property tax holders. And so the the theory behind us something akin to an income impact fee is what growth pays for growth. Uh, those new houses being built uh, would be charged a certain amount uh, to offset what it's going to cost to service them with schools and roads and whatnot by the county. Uh, have I got that right, Gabe? You have. Um, you know, we we uh, we do acknowledge the conversation of growth paying for growth. It's not an end all be all fix. Um, we don't believe actually that we can charge enough for it to ever fully cover the growth and the infrastructure. You know that we would need to build. We're looking at lots of different tools, and you know, one of the tools is also the transfer tax. And I know y'all talked about that. I don't know. I, I heard somebody calling it like a a, a stamp fee or a. I think that's uh, what Mr. Veralis. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Veralis yeah. called it a stamp. Yeah, fee. I, I'd never heard that. And so, um, what that really is is basically it's a, a reallocation at a state level of the transfer tax money. And so what happens today is um, if Gabe Howard, you know, uh, sells a property, buys a property, there's the, the transfer tax that uh, goes through the Register of Deeds office. Um, you, you know, that basically goes to the state. And there has been an idea floated around, um, which I will say that there is some support from that from the uh, the lobbyist and uh, you know specifically the Realtors Association has um, shown some support for it. I, I would say that yeah, to, to use an old saying, everybody's tr- trying to figure out a, a different way to skin the cat to make it acceptable to all the stakeholders. They are in. in you know, one of the things I definitely so like... the tax thing, the stamp tax thing would be... I, I, I like it because it basically puts the money that was generated in this community back into the community. And um, it, it does, uh, in effect, tax growth uh, because uh, that's what, when a house sells, the money's collected. So. That, that's right. It, it, I think there's also some advantages to that. So if you're living in an existing home, and you're buying a another existing home that's another you know fee if you will that then comes back home and it's not just based on is our community building another 11,000 homes or um it's not specifically based on you know the construction of new homes and so i think that that one uh it still has a lot of challenges um and you know i think uh 
I think at the state level, it really comes down to are they willing to let that come off of, you know, their general fund, uh, you know, dollars. And so that that will be that will be a challenge as we move forward. Um, we're, we are hopeful um, that we can look at that one and, and really get the the state representatives uh, at the legislature, you know, on board with that. So that would be another possible I mean, what what we're looking for here is something that the state legislature would accept, uh, and and so that's the challenge. Uh, the uh, realtors and developers, those statewide, have been vehemently opposed. I've never seen as many lobbyists in my life up there when I went up there for one of those hearings, and um, they've been opposed. And so far, they've blocked Murray County from getting any sort of uh, impact fee. And so what we're, what's going on now is all these things like the the uh, transfer tax or the stamp tax or whatever is, is being proposed as an alternative, which might be more palatable for the state legislature. That's, that is correct, Delk. And again, we are looking at how many tools can we put in the toolbox and what does it look like? Um, you know, the last six months, uh, Mayor Sheila Butt, myself, um, as the the chairman for the ad hoc growth committee, um, Representative Sapicki, Representative Capley, um, have sat in a room um, with the Realtor Association lobbyist and the home builder lobbyist, and we have tried to present the case for Murray County, but also really the case for the high growth counties across the state, as well as the counties that may not need these tools today. There may be a day that they need them. And so, um, you know, I guess I will say they have, for the most part, and again, I'm just, I think full transparency is always uh, king in the in the conversation. Um, for the most part, they've opposed pretty much everything that we've put on the table. Um, Nonsensically, it seems to me, but, uh, you know, people are not required to have sense when uh, lobbying the legislature. The, the original bill was limited only to Murray County. Yet, uh, realtors and developers statewide came mm-hmm. out, and which astounded me. It used to be that you know our, our county representatives were good with it. Senator Hensley, Scott Spicky, they were all good with it. In, in the old days, when a county, when a bill only affected one county, and the representatives from the county were for it, the legislature would pass it. But uh, for whatever reason, even though the original proposal only applied to Murray County. Realtors and developers statewide saw it as a threat, but that's just the politics of what the what the what Gabe and Sheila Butt and the rest of the commission are trying to deal with. It, it's not so, you know, the, people are going to lobby for what they want to lobby for, and they got a right to do it. We're just just trying to figure out a way where everybody can come up with a solution that works for everyone. Well, and I think that's a good segue. Just um, you know, I, I want to publicly say I never thought that I would vote for a lobbyist. I was, I was wondering about yeah. I, I, know I, I never now. thought that I would support using county funds for a lobbyist. And, and I just want to say, um, if you've ever spent any time up at the, the Capitol and, and walked those hallways, it's all lobbyists. And there is no way for Murray County to ever have an opportunity to try to get a bill passed up there um, especially, I mean, a controversial one like this without having lobbyists. 
And so I, I know that I know we've taken some criticism for that. And and all I can tell you at the end of the day is we are really truly looking at what is the best thing for Murray County, and there is no way up there to fight a bill like this without having a team of folks that are up there, boots on the ground, and walk in those hallways, um, you know, uh, arguing if they will, you know, uh, but but really educating these these uh, representatives because a lot of them don't understand the real need across the board. Um, they may be in communities that are tourist heavy and they're floating in cash. Why would they vote for an impact fee? Well, unfortunately, the state has put us in that position where um, we can't just go individually and say, hey, what's good for Murray County? We've got to do a statewide application. We've got to put some parameters in there for um, how you would qualify for this additional adequate facilities. Um, and then additional qualifiers, you know, every so many years, what does your growth look like? And so, um, again, I, I just want to say to the people of Murray County, um, it, it is truly in the best interest of Murray County for us you know, to have these folks on on our team up there fighting for the people of Murray County. But Gabe, just to be clear, a lot of these representatives that are voting on this, they do receive money from builders and realtors, um, PACs, right? 100%, Seth. Any local politicians receive that money? You know, here, here's what I would say. There's a website out there called Follow the Money. Um, they do a great job of packing, uh, uh, tracking the contributions um, to these representatives. Um, I would say that if you have a question about uh, those representatives and where their funds are coming from, go and check it out. Um, and, and to that point, I mean, I think it's a if we're expecting these representatives and, and you know they're from across the state to vote for an impact fee but their campaign funds are full of money from builders associations and realtors associations i mean we're living in a in an alternate universe because they're not going to do it if they're getting thousands of dollars from these packs every election cycle so yeah. well, i mean we, you have to look at that where that money's coming from too because that's why the lobbyists get attention because they bring money yeah uh, so look at where these people are getting their money because if they're getting a you know the max donation from a builders association they're not going to levy this impact fee seth is is this a partisan issue i don't i don't believe so not necessarily okay and and i don't think so either i mean i've i've heard i've heard from both sides across the 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 table constantly that i mean we've got support on both sides it's do we have 50 votes Mm -hmm. you know It's a numbers game. I think it's mixed mishmash of Democrats and Republicans, and you know just who, who's getting the money. And, and, and the truth is, we we got to make friends up there. We got to make friends because uh, we got to approach this from a positive, you know, perspective too. We go up there, start making enemies. There are going to be no votes, and so uh, you know we've tried to be very careful about what that looks like. But uh, I'm, I'm guessing we got a break coming up here. Yeah, we do. Let's do it. Your walls for the times they are a change. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
here with Rubik's Groove at the Mule House in Columbia. Rubik's Groove is your premier outside of the box 80s, 90s, and aughts tribute band. Featuring a high energy, character driven performance, you're not going to want to miss this one. Rock, pop, hip hop, characters, costumes, and videos. For tickets and more information, go to themulehouse.com. That's themulehouse.com. See you on New Year's Eve. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Carrie registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Need a little extra cash for the holidays from now until christmas pillar plumbing heating cooling and electrical is giving you a 500 visa gift card when you buy select new hvac systems or receive a 250 gift card with a new tankless water heater and upgrade now with monthly payments as low as 79 visit happyhiller.com happy you'll be or the service is free call the happy face truck today This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company. 
operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. With a view, Mr. York, dude number one is with Louisiana with his family. Again, we wish him a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And camp, we always have so much fun uh, hearing about that Cajun cooking every time Mr. York comes uh, home from Louisiana. So we'll look forward to having him back next week and, and hearing all about the good food uh, and the times that he has with his family down there. It's always good to hear it. It's always good to be with family for all of us this time of year. My name's Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three, dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And Seth Campbell, who takes the liberal progressive point of view, uh, is with us. He's an high school teacher in Mount Pleasant. And when school's out, he joins us, and we're delighted to have him. Good morning, Seth Campbell. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. And this morning, Gabe Howard, Murray County Commissioner, joins us. Gabe, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to be here with y'all. And uh, Seth, I just want to say you're pretty conservative for being a Democrat. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. As long as you guys keep um, hugging on to Donald Trump, then I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm firmly in my camp. He's, I, I think he's about as, I think he's about as conservative as a as a Martian, and he's just the, you know, he's just the pageant queen of the Republican Party right now. Well, all right, he's a vessel. Is the way I see it. I don't know what kind of vessel. I honestly think people vote for him to sit, or they voted for him in sixteen and again in twenty to go up there and to stick it to all the career politicians. I think there's an element of populism with him for sure. Because I mean, That's exactly, yeah, what he it taps is. into what a lot of people say. He just he just can't control his darn self, and it just. Yeah, I just don't know about it. All right, here we go. This is an article that appeared in some, I'm sure it's a conservative thing, but uh, it involves it involves McLaughlin, a pollster who um, many of you have heard of. He's a prominent national pollster. <clears throat> said Donald Trump is turning into the Nelson Mandela of America. Oh, goodness. And he's, <laughs> he's, he's been made a martyr uh, by what the Democrats, and in particular Joe Biden, are doing to him. So nearly 7 in 10 voters, over 69%, believe that politics played a role in the four indictments against Trump. Uh, voters are angered at what they see as a Democratic strong-arm tactic to take out America's uh, a very one of America's most popular politicians with legal and political tactics and believe, and believe that President Joe Biden and his Justice Department are behind it. 
58% of respondents said they believe that Biden himself has had a role in ensuring Trump was indicted, including a third of Democrats. 54% of black voters, 58% of Hispanic respondents, and also more than half, 56%, say they want the DOJ to stop targeting Donald Trump and interfering with the upcoming presidential election. And Biden should let voters decide who the next president should be. Biden is trying to make Donald Trump the Nelson Mandela of America, said McLaughlin. Uh, and, of course, Mandela spent 27 years uh, in prison in South Africa before eventually being released. and Because he was a terrorist. Yeah. And before eventually uh, being released and uh, and elected as president of South Africa. Um so 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 far, all their indictments have backfired and made Trump stronger because the majority of fair-minded Americans see this for what it is. And now with the decision to take him off the ballot in Colorado, for instance, people are losing their civil rights. Trump's losing his right to free speech and his right as a citizen. In the meantime, you have the voters losing their civil rights to vote to decide who they want as president. And if they can do this to Trump, they can do it to any Republican or any political opponent. Uh, I think I think with that the notion of that whole thing is like acting like Trump has been a choir boy throughout his public life. I mean, he's been in and out of trouble, you know, his whole life. So when he gets in trouble, when he's a politician, we act like he was holier than thou and he can't be in trouble. I mean, he's done things to get himself in trouble. Whether you think he should be, you know, prosecuted what have you that's that's up to you like the stormy daniels thing that's i mean i understand how people i mean what he did was clearly you know conservative right but i'm I'm joking there but um but a lot of thoughts right then yeah yeah Yeah, i'm sorry i'm sorry but what i'm saying is that i mean you guys i don't know you guys put a lot more faith Uh, into that man than i do i i'll i mean i'll throw it out there yeah i listen to go ahead (laughs) I, I, i listen to um is it sarah maccabee Yes. Yeah. I listened to her last week, and and by the way, I mean, wow. Yeah. I just kept saying wow the whole thing. Sarah McAbee, but folks, we kept her for we held over another hour, kept her on the air for two hours. Her husband has been in prison uh, as a January six uh, defendant uh, for what two and a half years now, with three no a- fair case, no fair justice, and so I, I want to uh, just throw out there held, an analogy held, held in uh, in a in a ice in a in a isolation cells of uh, 22 hours a day uh, allowed to get out of this single person little cubby hole type isolation cell for two hours a day uh, it it took him he went to trial finally last September was found guilty 99.7 percent of January 6 defendants have been found guilty in the district of columbia there is obviously no fair trial there. there's no fair trial and and, and, and I, th- I think there's no there's no fair process also and and i'll publicly say it I've, I've maybe kept it a little more quiet i'm not a trumper um i'm not a trumper you know i voted for him both times and i'll vote for him again um but at the end of the day the nonsense has got to stop you know yeah. this. This I mean, Sarah McAbee was uh, the, was our guest last week. Was I mean, the, the old what we used to call a good witness. You look them in the eye. They look you in the eye. They make sense. They don't backslide, slither, uh, squiggle, or squirm. She's she was credible, absolutely credible. Yeah. And I have never. I'm a federal prosecutor for 25 years. I have never heard of federal prisoners 
being held in those kind of conditions, being deprived of their... Nobody's talking about it, Delk. Being deprived of their right to a speedy trial. I think a lot of the politicians have left them out to dry, too, said they'd have their back, a lot of the Republican politicians. And I know we said that they're scared, but I, you know, the more I thought about that, we what never about, really got about to about debrief. The liberal politicians? I think you're right, Seth. I don't think Republican politicians have stepped up as to what's going on with January 6th. I think there's... And, but why is it just the responsibility of the conservative Well, they campaign on it. They, came, they, use, them, mean, they every, use them as political pawns, and they say that, oh, we're going to have your back. And then when when Miss Maccabee needed them, where where is Andy Ogles? Where is Marsha Blackburn? They're, I, they're not going to tackle it. And and but but well, they well and, and they're one well, vote I, though. I, what, I they, never, what do they do? The, well, I think the they can bias, levy a lot of. Uh, they can throw some elbows around to get things done. The bias she reported of those federal judges that are apparently federal judges in and around Washington D.C. I have no, the ones in Middle Tennessee, Republican or Democrat. I practiced in front of twenty five years. You, I never saw that kind of stuff out of they the federal. They were fair. They were fair. Uh, and you were, whether they were Republican appointees or Democratic appointees, they were fair. You got a speedy trial. You got due process. You got right to counsel. Uh, and you you also got an impartial jury. And if you if if an impartial jury was not available, venue would be changed. I, I lived um, in Washington D.C. And, and I've never. There's no fair process there. There. I mean. There's no way. I have never heard. Her husband was charged with, you know, what he, oh, yeah, was charged with assault, the deadly Deadly weapon, two wit uh, motorcycle gloves. And a judge in in Washington, D.C. let that go to the jury, and the jury bought it. So so just ordinary motorcycle gloves. What does that legal process look like moving forward? You know, I heard that there was a talk of an appeal um, that's done after sentencing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, first it's got to go to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, and uh, there are, what, 12 courts of appeals, federal courts of appeals around the country. In, in this part of the country, all of our appeals from Nashville went to, to the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals in Cincinnati. Uh, the appeals, that would be from Federal District Court in Nashville, and, and I went to the Sixth Circuit many times. Uh, you know, Michigan is included in that district. And I mean, there I saw some bias. I mean, a, a a judge from Detroit is not likely to have a similar outlook uh, as a judge from Tennessee. Uh, and I, I saw some bias, but not just sort of around the edges. You know, not not anything like uh, Ms. McAbee reported. So, how did they get out of Washington D.C.? For that appeals well, process. Well, they should have. They obviously should have. I mean, basic due process. I mean, it's constitutional right that they should that there can be. They should have been transferred for trial. You know, in Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, or even to Tennessee. Mm. Uh, most logically, where they ought to be tried is wherever they're from. Uh, you know, if the defendant, in this case, the defendant's from Tennessee, send him back to Tennessee. I guarantee you that no Nashville jury, even the most you know the the uh you know we as prosecutors uh uh did not want to well i don't know i'll just say it this way the 25 well 40 years of experience with Milton c juries based on the facts that she described you know first of all no middle tennessee jury is going to buy motorcycle gloves as a deadly weapon that's just not going to happen and I don't care where you're trying in Middle Tennessee. It's not going to happen. Uh, so that's and and uh, solitary confinement. 
I never heard of it except in cases of discipline, like for instance, in, inside of for the prison instance, system, you, you got a shank and tried to kill your fellow inmate. Mm-hmm. Then you would see solitary and fiber. But th- this man had done nothing, and apparently, J six prisoners are being routinely put in solitary confinement in jails, which the marshal service runs in and around Washington D.C. And again, the marshal services that I know here in Nashville would would never do anything like that. I mean, they would they're they're gonna they might put somebody in solitary confinement if they had, like I said, tried to kill a fellow inmate or something like that. But they were very uh what's the right word? Attentive to making sure that the housing for their inmates was not cruel and inhuman, met basic standards uh of how to how to how people should be treated as human beings, even if, if they are in, uh, incarcerated. And I think Sarah made a good point, too, to the fact that not everybody up there went up there with the notion of peace in their heart. You know, people did go up there with... Um, with with bad intentions and that they should be and they, there should be a distinction you know if you go up there with weapons and i know that there was a guy we were reading the other day who went up there with a, some hatchets um i think you've got to be treated differently you know i really do well, i don't, I, we, I don't think that there's kind of like the way, I, I, I would like think that's a deadly weapon yeah yeah i think so and there is a distinction between between colt maccabee and the people up there that went up there to raise hell and and Flick violence. Uh, unless your name, well, unless your name's Bill Ayers, and you have public bombings, and now you're teaching at the University of Chicago, and didn't serve a day yeah, in I prison. Mean, Seth, so. Seth, I mean, you know, give it. Yes, if you came up there with an axe and went the Capitol with an axe, then, then yes, you are deserving of, of an enhanced punishment of some type. But the, even the people, and I never heard anybody with an axe. Or I never heard of any January 6th with an actual weapon, not motorcycle loads. Uh, but these people get 20, 25 years for for this. This is it's unbelievable. They need presidential well, no, pardons. This, this is a persecution, and not I, a prosecution. I largely agree. And just circling quickly back to your article about Trump, if Trump can't appeal to suburban Republicans outside of Atlanta, outside of Phoenix, outside of these big cities like he lost in 2020, he can't win. He has to find a way to, to appeal to those suburban Republicans, Dale. Hey, no, hey, that, hey, I, some Republicans agree with you. I don't, Seth. Hey, hey, folks, reach out if you have any questions regarding... 